Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. One thirty-four in Edmonton. Back here on Oilers now. Brendan Ulrich and uh, Brendan Escott with you. Bob Stoffer on route to Detroit. The Oilers and uh, the Red Wings tomorrow, right here on six thirty. Ched, it's a five o'clock puck drop, three thirty face-off show. A big game tonight for the Edmonton Oil Kings. I'm going to cut you off right yes, there. Okay. Sorry, my friend. Uh, no, no face-off show oh, actually because of the Eskimos game. So uh, if it runs that. long, they're just going to pick it up at the end. That's a good uh, correction. So it's a doubleheader here on uh, 6.30, Chet. Of course, the Eskimo game is at 2 o'clock. And uh, tonight, a big game for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Winners of four straight as they head to Regina. And some news just breaking. And we'll talk to the head coach of the Oil Kings here, Brad Lauer, about this. Brad, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, guys. Thanks. Yeah, I bet you are. Your team's uh, scoring a bunch of goals. You won four in a row, and uh, some excitement tonight with, uh, you know, Dylan Gunther making his uh, Oil Kings debut, first overall selection. Lots of excitement uh, and buzz around this. It is. You know, I think it's a great opportunity. I know we, you know, Kurt Hill, our general manager, and I, we kind of uh, of looked at our schedule and wanted to get him in some games here uh, early in the season, and and, uh, we picked uh, these two games earlier in the year, so... Um, he's excited to be in the lineup. We're excited to have him in the lineup. We're looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah, I mean, the time seems perfect. Uh, these are two young teams you're going up against, and uh, your team's scoring a bunch right now. So winning environment, everyone's having fun. It seems like a, a good yeah. learning experience for him. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, things have things have gone well for us lately, that's for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, before the four games, it wasn't very good, but... Uh, again, all learning, all learning things that we we got to go through as a young team, and and, and that. And I think uh, you know the guys have bounced back fairly well, and then we're starting to play, we're starting to play better defensive hockey, which gives us more opportunity to play at some offense, which is nice to see. Just uh, tell us about uh, Dylan Gunther as a player. Um, what do like give us a scouting report? How good do you think this guy can be for the organization moving forward? And what type of a player is he? Well, I mean, he's got he's got huge upside. He's got he's a tremendous uh, tremendous skater, um, really good puck skills. Um, you know, he's a guy that can see the ice. He's he's explosive with this with the, with, with his skating. Um, very good vision when he has the puck, being able to see see plays uh, develop around him. Um, and and for a young kid, yet he still has a decent shot. You know, he's still still lots of room to improve him, but um, you know has a really has a good good shot, good release. So. Um, you know he's got a lot of upside. He's still in that learning, obviously in that learning curve. But uh, there's tons of potential there to to be a very dominant player in the Western Hockey League. Another guy that's humming for you right now, Brad, is Jake Neighbors, 16 years of age. Yeah. He's almost at a point per game this season. Um, yeah. Has he just sort of you know hit that stride or found his game here at the WHL level? What is he doing so well right now? You know, I think uh, with Jake, I think he's he's been he's been good for us. Like, I mean, he's a big kid for 16. He's he's a thick kid. He's he's a he plays a physical game for a young guy. 
Um, again, very, very skilled, good, good, uh, good, uh, good size to protect the puck. He's strong on the puck, has a really good shot. Um, for him, I think it's just, uh, you're, you're right. I think things are just kind of falling in place. Uh, we've been able to use him all over the place. You know, he's been on our top line. He's been on our fourth line. He's been center. He's been right wing. He's been left wing. So he's very versatile. Um, he's really, he's really taken the next step. Um, in the in the league, as far as getting confidence and, and being in situations and and uh, just not just uh, panicking with the puck, but very very calm with it and, and making plays, and he's getting results from that. Now he was just named uh, the WHL Rookie of the Week as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Rookie of the Rookie of the Month. Which oh, is, month. Uh, yeah, tremendous. Yeah, which is just tremendous uh, for him. I mean, like I said, he's he's uh, he's really he's really developed for us, and he's really come come come. He's really grown his game uh, the last last uh, six weeks. Absolutely. Chatting with Brad Lauer here, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Trey Fix-Wolanski, we talked about neighbors, some of the younger guys, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, wow, 32 points yeah. in 17 games, second yeah. to the WHL right now in scoring. How good has he been? Oh, God. I mean, obviously Trey is obviously our captain. He's he's, uh, he's one of the top, I mean, we've, we've played a, we probably played 12 or 14 teams now in the Western League. Um, he's He's one of the best um, guys in the, in the WHL, I believe, so far that I've seen, you know, um, he's tremendous. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he put the time in the summer. You know, obviously getting drafted by Columbus, I think he he really focused on his summer. He really put the time in uh, conditioning, getting ready, getting his game um, to another level. And you know, he went to training camp in Columbus. Had a really good talk to those guys in Columbus. Had a really good training camp, and uh, just came back to us with a really good attitude. And, and you know, he, he's He's been tremendous working with our with our young kids and, and one of the leaders in our, in our locker room, and definitely one of the leaders on the ice. Just a just a tremendous player for this for this team with uh, offensively, and we've, we're starting to use him now with penalty killing. So he's doing a lot of things for us. How are you guys uh, health wise right now, Brad? Or Brad? I know uh, Robertson was banged up. He's back. Uh, Will Warm as well was hurt. Uh, how are you guys uh, looking health wise right now? Well, we're still we're we're still banged up, and that's kind of like one of the things. But uh, bringing in Dylan was was at the timing was worked out for us. Is that uh, you know we uh, Jack Alexander got hurt the other day. Uh, Vince Lashiava was has been hurt for a couple games here now, so we, we're not with those guys tonight. But uh, Will Warm will be out for a while. So I mean we. we just like any team, I guess through the course of the year, you get banged up, and you just uh, it opens the doors for other guys, for other opportunity for for guys to step up. Absolutely, uh, I want to ask you about Matthew Robertson, and yep. uh, he is of course uh, up for the. Or he's going to be a top draft pick this year. He's also yeah. six thirty Ched's uh, player here. I know you were at that event at the start of the season, drafting Oil King. And yeah. you guys did a hot stove thing, and uh, we drafted Matthew Robertson, so we're really excited about uh, following him this season, as are all the NHL scouts as well. So we're yeah. all in this together, and you guys are as well. But yeah. how good has he been uh, in his draft season? You know, he's, he's, been, he's, been, he's been good. I mean, obviously he got, uh, he got hurt there a few weeks ago, and he missed most, he probably missed eight games. And uh, I almost think it almost helped him because he got him some rest. He's played an awful lot of hockey from this last summer <laughs> last season and then during the summer played for 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 team canada and i think the the time off actually has helped his game i think uh it kind of gave him a little bit of a break a little bit of rest and, and since he's been coming back from his injury he's been he's been tremendous i mean he's a he's a big defenseman good skating uh, anticipates the play very well um very good first pass um uh, passer uh, gets up in the play 
Um, is that second line of offense uh, jumping into the play? Um, he's just he's just been very solid for us, and and, and you know he's we're going to need him for the rest of the year to play like that. I uh, just want to ask you about your opponents here. Two winnable games, um, yeah. but teams you don't want to take lightly here, Brad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have a young team, so you never know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but how do you prepare your guys to not take anyone lightly here heading into these games this weekend? Well, you're right. This is kind of like those guys, like you say, it's a kind of a trap game, a uh, trap weekend, really. You kind of you kind of talk, I mean, we started, we started last week already uh, with our group of guys, but, you know, the, the two games are facing this weekend, and and not to underestimate your opponent, and you just kind of want some some stuff through video, some of it just through uh, trying to pr- uh, prepare them for this for, for this game, with the type of game we need to play, and make sure they're focused on uh, the, the details of, of our game and our system, and um, and just just be ready for them from from the get go. And, and you know, I, I think our groups are we're a young group. I think we're growing in that area. That's one area that needs to improve. And I think I think going through this uh, U.S. Uh, uh, state we did last a couple weeks ago where we, we weren't we were late to the games a lot we got behind I think we've grown from that I think we've learned from that and I think we understand the importance of being ready yeah you mentioned the road trip it's a long time until you guys are back home so uh, a long yeah. couple trips uh, worked in here but it uh, should be fun yeah. just before I let you go Brad um, mm-hmm. some news around the NHL today Yanni Gord signed a big mm-hmm. uh, extension with Tampa Bay and I know you were yeah. uh, an assistant coach with the Lightning in the last two seasons, and he busted onto the scene last year with uh, 25 goals, and he's off to a hot start uh, this season as well. I was going to say it was all you, Brad, for uh, Gore's development, but he's picked up right good. where <laughs> he's picked up right where he left off. So tell yeah. us about him as a player. Uh, you know what? Uh, he, he's a guy that took took the long road to the National Hockey League. He's a guy that can set the example that you don't need to be drafted to make the National Hockey League. Um, he was really never really drafted. He was he played in the East Coast Hockey League. Um, played in the uh, American Hockey League. Um, very uh, super kid. Works extremely hard in practices. Works on his game. Does does the extra stuff um, to be a, a good pro. Um, he really grew last year um, in Tampa for us. He, he he really came out. He was a he was that extra guy that you that that helped us um, have a good year because he, he's that depth guy that gave us more balance of scoring, um, which was nice to see and. And he's just a good kid. He's just a very, very good, good kid. Very well mannered, well, good pro, good teammate. Um, works hard, and he's a coach's dream. And it's great to see what he uh, obviously take it that big contract. I think it's well earned and well deserved for him. Agree, hundred percent. Great to get your uh, input on that. And uh, your current team, the Edmonton Oil Kings, here, Brad. Uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us here on a game night. And best of luck this weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. That's Brad Lauer, the head coach of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. And yes, as we talked about, he spent the last two seasons prior to coming to Edmonton with Tampa Bay as an assistant coach there. Prior to that, assistant coach with the Anaheim Ducks. And he's a likable guy, Brad Lauer. That was the first time I ever had the chance to interview Brad. And uh, he just seems like uh, a guy you want to play for. A guy you want to interview as well. (laughs) You had the chance to uh, speak with Brad uh, at all there, Brennan? 
I don't know if you'll like me saying this, but uh, the one interaction that I've had with Brad, it was a it was a show where we didn't even have him scheduled. And I get a call, caller ID says Brad Lauer, so I answer mm-hmm. it, and and um, he thought that he was calling a tire shop, not six thirty Chet. So I got to <laughs> talk to him briefly. I gave him the business a little bit, and uh, and then we went about our days. But yeah, I mean, you can just tell by listening to him on air, and you can also tell by uh, by how a young team is responding to him mm-hmm. and the success that they're having. That uh, he's obviously a player's coach and and maybe a media member's coach as well. I'm glad we established that uh, the Oil Kings have won four in a row there, by the way. there, uh, I sold Mr. them short. My yes. mistake. They're likely going to be winners of six in a row after this weekend, but let's knock on wood. As you talk, as you hear Brad say, the old trap game narrative. So we'll see if uh, the Oil Kings can avoid the trap game uh, this weekend. Tonight they uh, take on Regina. Tomorrow, Swift Current, a team that is uh, rebuilding right now. 146 in Edmonton. We are going to take our final time out of the show. When we come back, we'll uh, have some time for some text messages. We will also get to this day in Oilers history. That's ahead on Oilers Now. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. One forty-nine in Edmonton. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you. We are going to get to a bunch of text messages right now. I've sort of neglected the text line today, which I hate doing, and we have a bunch of good ones to get to. So we're going to blast through as many as possible. Brad in Grand Prairie says, Why wouldn't people be believers in Koskinen? He has played two games, he has two wins, and a shutout. you got to believe until there is a reason not to. Kelly says, Hey, guys. I'll most likely never be a believer in Koskinen, not a fan of his technique or the way he seems to fight the puck. However, if he wants to play like that every time, I'll take that without complaint from Kelly. Shamu here says, Hey, BU, I noticed the Blackhawks were going glove side a lot last night. Is the scouting report on Koskinen weak glove side? Because it didn't show last night. Well, time will tell. Clearly, he had no issues at all last night. He was stopping everything. And as I was talking about earlier, um, as teams start to see a little bit more of Koskinen, maybe they'll you notice some tendencies and try to pinpoint uh, an area of weakness. But you watch the tape from last night, you're not finding a weakness because nothing was getting by Koskinen. He was sensational. Why not believe in Koskinen? I mean, it's two games, but why can't he succeed? I think most real fans were concerned with the contract value, not so much his play. Honestly, how many people follow him in the KHL? Hashtag let's go Oilers. This one goes all the way back to that clip you played, Brennan from Koskinen, saying he sounds a lot like Tommy Salo when he talks. Did you notice that at all? Or is Tommy Sell before your time? You're a young little... Well, of course I know him as the Oilers <laughs> goaltender, but would I remember what his voice sounded like? Absolutely not. Here I am calling you young. It's funny because when I first started, I was basically the same age as you. And yeah. uh, Bob would always call me young. Now I'm not so young, so here I am calling you young. It's uh, the cycle of life, I guess you could say. Oh, look at this. Lack LaBiche is fastest skater on the, uh, on the lake. Matt Rogers asking where Bob's at. Bob's in the air right now on his way to Detroit, assuming he made it to the airport on time this morning. Yes, we do not know if he made it uh, <laughs> to his flight or not. Traffic was bad this morning. Really, really bad. So mm-hmm. we hope Stoffer made that flight. I'm assuming if he didn't, he would have came in and hosted the show. So I'm assuming he is in the air with uh, the Oilers right now. 
How many starts did LB get before his first win? It's been a long time since the Oilers had a backup that could win them a game. Only good for the Oilers to have two goalies that can give them a fighting chance every night from Trent. That's a good point. You can text us 630-630. Jason says, I thought the Cassian Kara Brodziak line was solid last night, doing what they needed to do, hitting, checking, causing turnovers, generating some shots on goal, gritty, reliable as well. Yeah, they were good. Um, Cassian's responded nicely. Kara, I think, once he gets a... A few more points of goal, he'll start uh, going a little bit, but he made a nice play uh, on the shorthanded uh, play there with uh, Kajula. So uh, Kara finding his way, Cassian finding his way, and Brodziak as well. I mean, that's a pretty solid fourth line if uh, they can continue doing what they are doing right now. You did not follow him in the KHL, Topher. Come on. <laughs> what did he say? He's, he's trying to claim that he followed Koskinen in his journey in the KHL. I think we all know. I don't know. That's probably Topher not follows this show pretty religiously. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has time to, <laughs> to check out what's going on in the KHL on a daily basis. He always finagles his way into a, into a shout-out on the show somehow. Absolutely. You can text us 630-630. I like this one. Uh, Rugged from Stoon says the catalyst text here about Chase on. He says it could be a catalyst like Hosa and Kunitz were for their teams, just pushing them to a new level. Kunitz and Pittsburgh, once they got there, those teams just gelled and took off. So perhaps that's Chase on. And you could say he gelled with the Capitals because they went on to win the Stanley Cup. Sometimes you just need a glue guy on the team. Yeah. Well, he seems to be a, a guy that the Capitals liked when he was there. I mean, Ovechkin seemed to be a big supporter of his, uh, especially judging by that uh, celebration they had when he received uh, the Stanley Cup ring when they were in Edmonton uh, last week. You can text us 630-630. John says, I think it's only a matter of time for Luch. Strom and Poliarvi to break through with a few goals. If given the time to do it, they seem to be a hair off in the puck luck. And I think the consistency in that line is crucial to Jesse's development. He can learn the big man game from Luch and drive the line with confidence and support from Strom. Do you agree? If so, I think when Raddy gets back, Drake should be put down to the fourth line and Yamamoto should be sent down. What's your opinion from John B.? Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens once uh, Raddy is back. Yamamoto, of course, sat out. I've liked the Yamamoto's all-around game, but I wouldn't be opposed to sending him down if some other guys are going right now. I mean, Kajula is uh, playing well after last night, so I think he'll likely stay on the first line for a game or two until he uh, sort of slows down a bit. And then perhaps you look at moving Ratty to that first line. I think maybe Ratty starts on the fourth line when he gets back. If Kajula and... Um, Chason continued to do what they're doing. How can you take those guys off those top two lines after what they did last night? So if they struggle a bit, then yes, that opens the door again for Ratty. But I would not be opposed to perhaps sending Yamamoto down to the minors right now. If uh, he's likely going to sit out next game, I don't think they'll make any lineup changes after the win over Chicago. So I don't know. We'll wait and see. It's like the situation with Polieri. Do you look at sending him down to get into some games? So if you find Yamamoto being a scratch for two or three games here, then maybe that makes the decision a little bit easier to send him down. All right. Did I do Royal Pizza yet, uh, Brandon? No, I did not. 
No, but we do have a texter in here from Fort McMurray saying that they actually they made the trip to Royal Pizza with all the endorsements here, and they said it was excellent. Oh, wow. So uh, sometimes advertising works, folks. The Stauffer recommendation seems to pay off. Mm-hmm. Did he have the Mediterranean chicken? That's the question. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Let I'm us not know. Sure. Text us back, Mr. Fort McMurray. You can text us 630-630. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. All right, Mr. Escott. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. You know what? This was basically a dream as well, this day in Oilers history. So uh, what do you have for us? On this day in 1978, I think yesterday I mentioned that uh, you know, the founding day of the franchise was the most important day. This was the second most important day. In 1978, Wayne Gretzky traded to the World Hockey Association's Edmonton Oilers from the Indianapolis Racers, uh, along with Eddie Mio and Peter Driscoll, for $700,000 and future considerations. And then beside that, I have whoops put in parentheses. <laughs> so uh, not that I need to tell Oilers fans that, but uh, that's what a trade. God bless Eddie Mio and Peter Driscoll for helping us land uh, mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky in this trade here to the State Oilers history back in uh, 1978. All right, that wraps up the Friday edition of Oilers Now. We have uh, the Eskimos uh, on the air tomorrow, a doubleheader here on 6.30. Ched, the Eskimos and the Blue Bombers at 2 o'clock, the Oilers and the Red Wings at 5 o'clock. Tonight, we have Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. He's got the uh, Oilers Red Wings preview. He's got uh, Matt Nichols, quarterback of the Blue Bombers, and he's got Pat Steinberg on as well. Oh, Reed's long-lost friend, Pat Steinberg. He's a good guy. They have the same jobs, pretty much. Of course, uh, Pat works for the Calgary Flames. Reed works for the Oilers, or works for Chad, but covers Oilers. Same sort of thing they do. Great guy. So that wraps up the Friday edition of Oilers Now. Up next... The Afternoon News with Jayla Nye and Andrew Gross. But first, Eileen Bell has your 2 o'clock news update. Enjoy the doubleheader on Saturday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.